it is incredibly safe, it's effective, patients love it. Our caregivers love being able to deliver this kind of care. You're listening to For the Love of Health, a podcast about delivering care and creating health, brought to you by Christiana Care. And now, here are your hosts. Hi, everyone. I'm Michael Chesney. And I'm Megan McGurman. Welcome to For the Love of Health. You know, over the past few years, people have gotten used to the concept of virtual medicine. One of the newest developments in this space is hospital care at home. Patients can get actual hospital-level care in the comfort of their own home. And here to tell us more about hospital care at home is Christiana Care's Medical Director of Virtualist Medicine, Dr. Sarah Shank. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Hospital care at home has cared for more than 500 patients. That is significant. So tell us how hospital care at home works. It's both virtual and in person. That's right. So, you know, I think of it as three components to a virtual hospital. And so the first piece is the command center, and that's a 24-7, 365 days a week center. And it's staffed by our physicians and our nurses, our advanced practice clinicians, and our patient digital ambassadors. And it's a team of caregivers who are tethered to their patients in the home by way of our second component, by the technology piece. And it's basically a tablet at the chair side instead of bedside. Most of our patients are sitting in their favorite cozy chair. And so that tablet uh, gives the patient a daily schedule so they sort of know who to expect when in their home each day. It also allows them to contact us in the command center at any time by a press of a button. And when they press that button, their nurse appears on the screen right away. And then it also allows us to monitor patients' vital signs at home as we would in the bricks and mortar hospital. And we use Bluetooth technology to upload that into the electronic medical record. The third and final component of our virtual hospital is the in-home piece, is the in-person care. And so we really have a whole team that goes into the home to deliver the services that that particular patient needs. And so Think of all the services that happen today in our traditional bricks and mortar delivery system, things like radiology, x-rays, ultrasounds, blood tests, hanging IVs, medications, physical therapy, occupational therapy, all of that going into the home. Importantly, the CMS waiver mandates that we have a licensed professional like a nurse go into the home at least twice a day. And for some patients, it's three to four times a day. It's whatever that particular patient needs. Does someone have to be like super tech savvy? Because I'm thinking about maybe the population you're potentially working with being a little older. So, you know, if they can't work their iPad, can they still do virtual uh, hospital care at home? Absolutely. And I can answer that firsthand. Before we opened our doors in December of 2021, we had a simulated experience where some of us got to be mock patients and I was one of them. So I had the whole entire kit set up in my home and I was a patient for a week and even I, who believe it or not, I am not tech savvy, was easily able to use the technology. As you mentioned, you've been organizing hospital care at home now for a number of months, about a year and a half. You know, what brought you to this kind of medicine? This was a role that I didn't exist, frankly, before two years ago. And it's honestly the kind of dream job I never knew I wanted. Um, and in this job, I, I feel really just grateful to be able to connect with people from all over our organization and throughout the community. So it's not really the technology that drew me to this role. Rather, it's it's sort of the opportunity to be able to improve the way we deliver care. And when I came to Christiana Care almost exactly 16 years ago, I was teaching our residents and medical students in the primary care clinic. 
And I used to half jokingly say, whatever you do, don't send your patient to the hospital. And I knew even then that for many patients, home is the right venue of care and that patients are often safer and happier in their home. And as a primary care physician, certainly we want to keep our patients healthy and and, and at home. I think there was sort of uh, foreshadowing 16 years ago for for this uh, role for me. There are some requirements and qualifications for being a hospital care at home patient. It's not for everybody. If someone's coming into the hospital, how would they know whether it isn't possible that they could uh, make use of this? That's a great question. And I think I'll start off by saying um, it's on the onus of our team to make sure that that patient, quote unquote, qualifies for the program. We want to hear about everybody in the hospital who might have interest in this program because we've now been operating this for 16 months and we understand that it is incredibly safe. It's effective. Patients love it. Our caregivers love being able to deliver this kind of care. So we absolutely want to grow this program. If anybody has a patient that they think would uh, be a candidate for this program, we would ask them to send that patient our way. But in general, the waiver does have some requirements, one of them being that patients need to live within 25 miles of one of our campuses, so from Newark or from Wilmington. Um, So that's one. So we're only operating out of the state of Delaware right now. And then uh, looking for patients that, again, meet inpatient level of care. So if they're in observation status, for example, that that wouldn't be a good candidate. And also uh, patients that do not need continuous monitoring, like telemetry monitoring. So if a patient needs that or if they're in the ICU or step-down unit, then they would not be a good candidate for the program. What are the typical diagnoses then for someone involved in the hospital care at home program? Yeah, so I'm actually sort of proud of the strategic decision we made at the onset where we decided not to limit this program to certain diagnoses. Some organizations decide to go that that way. We did not. We want this program to be accessible for patients of multiple diagnoses. And I can say the first 20 patients we admitted into this program had 20 different diagnoses, which is pretty incredible. But now, after we've had uh, 500, I can tell you the most common diagnoses that we see are uh, cellulitis, sepsis, pneumonia, COPD exacerbation, CHF exacerbation. And what about the quality and safety piece? How does that compare to a traditional hospital stay? So we measure all of those metrics very closely, of, of course. I think our readmission rate speaks to the to the quality and safety. So when our patients leave our program and they're discharged, we measure what percentage of those patients come back to the hospital for any reason in the next 30 days. Today, that rate is 10.5%. And so for people who sort of follow that, that literature know that's a very, very low rate compared to traditional bricks and mortar hospital medicine. And also we are able to sort of avoid the facility associated complications that come with hospitalization and bricks and mortar. So things like hospital-acquired infections, uh, delirium falls. Uh, People are safer in their sort of native environment, and they know how to navigate the hallways and the bathrooms in their own home. We see uh, a very, very low complication rate. Our infection rate is uh, less than half of a percent, so very safe environment. Fourteen and a half years ago, I was actually a patient in the hospital for 10 weeks um, with a high-risk twin pregnancy. And so one thing I know is I would have done just about anything to have had that hospitalization at home with my then two-year-old and my husband and my dog. That's how our patients feel. They're really grateful for the opportunity to have their hospitalization at home with their loved ones, with their pets, in their own bed, 
oftentimes eating their own food. That goes a long way with our with our patients. Talking about maybe that a uh, big part of recuperating and, and getting better is mental and emotional and that being in that space helps that and supports that. That's right. It also helps our caregivers too. You don't really understand what a patient's living environment is until you go see that living environment. It really helps us understand that particular patient's social determinants of health. And we're able to sort of wrap all our services around that patient and give that particular patient what they need in their home. Sarah, what has the clinician reaction been to hospital care at home? Doctors, nurses, they're probably really used to the traditional way that medicine is practiced in a hospital. And this has got to be a pretty big shift. It is. And I love that question. I do think that this is uh, a culture change for people, and that takes uh, time. I think some caregivers had a healthy skepticism when this started. What do you mean you're taking a sick patient home? But now that they've seen it in action, I think they're starting to understand it. And and I do think that this is what virtual care affords us, is this opportunity to stay connected to patients and to really kind of escape episodic care, to kind of escape the tyranny of the office visit and to, you know, care happens everywhere and anywhere and all the time. And it's not about the encounter. It's not about the episode. It's about the relationship um, and the way we can stay connected to our patients. And I think technology and digital and the virtual platform helps us to do that. So I've seen this in action through some of the storytelling that we've done with Hospital Care at Home, and it is incredibly impressive. How does this compare to programs with an area hospitals in Philadelphia or Baltimore? The Hospital Care at Home program, it is so exciting. The CMS waiver was offered to uh, our country in, in around November of 2020. And so since then, hospitals across the country have applied for that waiver like we did. Um, and today, there's roughly 125 health systems in the country who are operating a hospital at home program under that CMS waiver. But it's still not every state has this, not every community has this. It's ever growing for sure. One exciting piece of this is that the waiver was extended by a bill that happened to be co-sponsored by our own Senator Carper. And our team at Hospital Care at Home was able to help with that advocacy, which has been personally uh, thrilling. And that was approved. So this waiver has officially been extended until December of 2024. And the conventional wisdom in the industry is that it will be forevermore um, a, a model of care delivery, but exactly what it looks like to be determined. What is, in your opinion, the future of Christiana Care's Hospital Care at Home? As I said, we absolutely want to grow this program. And I think it takes sort of a change in mindset for us to understand that for some patients, this may be the first place they should go, right? So instead of thinking about who are our patients in the hospital that could go home, I think we should think about who are the patients in the emergency department that don't need to go to a floor bed, but they should go home first. The other thing, as with everything we do in the Center for Virtual Health and at Christiana Care, it's really about um, health equity and making sure that everybody has access to this amazing program. And I'm thinking about patients who may be experiencing homelessness, for example, right? So how do you bring hospital care at home to somebody that doesn't have a home? Um, so that we're looking at that all the time and trying to improve access for everybody in our, our community. And then finally, I would say we want to leverage this amazing command center that we've built. I mean, we've built a virtual hospital. We can now bring acute level care into the home. And so if we can do that, imagine what else we can do to keep people healthy at home. So we're working right now 
on a sniff at home program. So patients who typically would need to go to a facility to recover from their surgery or their prolonged hospitalization could now go home to recover at home. And we bring all those services to them. Sounds like we have another episode coming in maybe like a year or so, see where everything everything goes with that. A lot Mm -hmm. of evolution to, to happen there. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. There is going to be more information about hospital care at home and the entire Center for Virtual Health available in our show notes for this episode. Again, Sarah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you all for joining us for this first episode of For the Love of Health. You can join us every other Thursday for a new conversation. And we hope you enjoyed listening and watching. Uh, If that's where you're joining us, as much as we enjoyed making it, if you did, please leave us a review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on whatever your favorite uh, podcasting app it might be. That way you'll get notified when we release a new episode and we have a lot of great topics on the way. Yeah, that's right. Our next episode is with Dr. Elizabeth Barchi, and she is a sports medicine specialist who is actually an expert specifically in the medicine of dance and figure skating. So she'll help you learn the triple lutz. I know you've been working on that. That and my plie. Yes. Needs a little bit of work too. I'm sure Dr. Barchi will be able to help us as well as all of you learn much more about the medicine of dance and figure skating. And if you're listening and you have a topic you'd like to hear about in upcoming episodes, let us know. Reach out to us on Christiana Care's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or even TikTok. We are on all of your favorite social platforms. And of course, you can also contact us and find show notes for all of our episodes at Christiana Care dot org slash podcast. Thank you again for joining us for the the love love of health. health.